Yo, my fellow human furnitures, I am Sia, and you are listening to The Cozy Seat. And today on the podcast, I really want to talk to you about, well, something that's been on my mind, and I feel like a lot of you guys probably want to know, and is how I tell girls about my fetish, or fetishes, because, like, you know, I have a couple of them. So, let's start off that way. That's the first thing I'm going to start off with. So, how do I tell girls about my fetish? The first thing I do is, well, let's backtrack. Who have I told about my fetishes? Most of the people I've told are ex-girlfriends or like a girl that I'm like talking to and we're like, you know, flirting and all this stuff. Those are pretty much the the people I tell. I don't really go around telling friends. I don't really go around telling anyone else. It's pretty much private. But if I'm talking to you and we're like, getting in a relationship or where we have this like attraction or relationship thing kind of going on, then yeah, I bring it up. Now, how do I tell them? Well, there's different ways to go about it. I don't tell them right off the bat, but I do tell them within probably two to three days. I think it's better that way because you kind of, um. there's an expression for it. What is it? I don't know. You just... You just get it out of the way, right? Oh, you ripped the band-aid off. Kind of like that, right? So you're not really going to waste time because this is something that is very important to me in a relationship. It's something that I really want it to, you know, to be fulfilled. And obviously, if there's something she wants to do, I'm obviously going to, you know, if I'm comfortable with it, which I'm most likely I will be, I'm going to totally want to do that for her too. So I definitely try to let them know within two to three days. Not like the first date or anything like that, but... For the most part, if we're talking, this, let's talk about if this is a girl, just a random girl in a relationship, or like I'm just talking to, like that I met up and we just started talking, then yeah, the first day I won't really say anything. The second day, I might throw like some indirects her way, like kind of joke about it. I think I've done that before. Um, and kind of see how she reacts. And usually they don't put two and two together. They usually put two and two together afterwards, you know. <laughs> You know, after I, like, kind of admit my fetish to them. Fetishes, excuse me. So, yeah, they don't... They don't really know what's going on until day two or three. And the way I kind of tell them is... Usually, usually, usually... We... I don't know how, but the conversation will kind of get into, like, what our likes and dislikes are. Mm, Sexual preferences, I guess, or, like... Things that turn us on about the opposite sex or whatever... I think that's how it goes. And I've always been, like, pri- like you know, I never... It's always been a very... Every time I throw out, like, my fetish, it's definitely a very, like, intimate moment. You know, I try to pick a really good time where we're both, like, understanding. We're both vulnerable. Not vulnerable. I guess we're both just, like, open-minded and we're really listening. You know, we're not distracted with the phone or TV or during, like, a middle of, you know, she's waiting for a phone call. Like... We are focused on ourselves, and usually that happens, like, let's say she's sleeping over my house, or we just have that quiet time or something beforehand that I can really um, deliver the news. And usually, most of the time, I'm not going to say 100%, but it's done in person. I do it face-to-face because I think it's easier for me when you can see my expressions and you actually see, like, my smile when I talk about it, but at the same time, you see my uncertainty. So I feel like they just... It's less weird when 
they could kind of see you and they could understand it. Instead of doing it over text, I have sent it over text before. And I usually just get a reply with, like, a lot of, like, ha 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 Like, you know, LMFAOs, all of that. Emoji laugh faces and stuff. But then, but they're cool with it. But, like, they don't really laugh at all when it's, like, I'm saying it face to face. I guess it's just, like, a way to defuse the situation. But it has worked out over text. You can do it that way. I just don't think it's better necessarily. And obviously, maybe if you guys are having like a deep text convo going on, then you have to throw it in. But my biggest advice is when it's like a very deep conversation. And that's when you kind of want to slip it in there. And yeah, usually it's about like what are your preferences. And then I let them know, well, I do kind of have like a fetish. And then they're like, oh, what kind of fetish? You're always super curious. And I kind of always kind of like get coy and I'm like, oh, I don't really want to say it or anything like that. And they're like, come on, come on. And I'm like, okay. And I do throw this white lie. I'm like, I really haven't told anybody. So so then I feel like it makes them feel kind of like special. Like, wow. Like, you know, and I tell them this is something I really wanted to say to the grave. And I, you know, I feel really weird about, which is true. And I do feel really weird about it. But the thing is, I do, I have told other people. But that's just kind of my, like my in and um, just so I could kind of, I guess, get that, I guess it's going to sound bad, like a pity card or like a, oh, like you trust me card kind of thing. So, yeah, and then I, I tell them, and usually the first fetish I say is my trample fetish. I still have that thing. There's still that thing where I think a trample fetish is easier for me to convince a chick is less weird. I don't know. Do you have, like, a method or do you think that, the trample is there another way that you take like is there another approach you take to tell a chick about your fetish or a guy about your fetish because i still think trampoline is like the easiest way for me to explain it and you know and i just kind of tell them i like to be stepped on and then they kind of look at me like stepped on and i'm like yeah like i really like the pressure which is true i like the pressure and i it feels like really comfortable of just getting like squished and so they're kind of like, okay. And then they're like, well, what do you like to get stepped on? And, then, you know, I kind of smile or laugh or whatever. And I'm everywhere. And they're like, everywhere. And they, they kind of don't know that everywhere includes, like, head, penis, you know, throat. They don't really know that part yet. But then I explain it to them. And they usually kind of make this face. But they kind of smile. And they don't really, like, it's nothing negative. I never had an experience where they're, like, completely, like, grossed out. Like, what? Like, ew. Or, like, uh, like charge up the house or anything like that never never anything like that they've always been super supportive but at the same time like i said you have to pick the moment and you have to make sure that this person does somewhat care about you or is interested in you right because no one's going to be interested in this if they don't really care about it or care about you you know it's going to be harder for them to accept but yeah i would start off with a trample fetish and i would just tell them that's what i really like and then i would after they kind of accept that one I kind of throw on the second fetish and like since we're talking about it there is something I kind of just want to get off my chest and I kind of just throw that second one out there and I tell them that I like um like I say face sitting I don't say like I want to be treated like a couch I do say that a little more when I start trying to explain myself but I'm like I like face sitting I like when a girl sits on my face and then she the first thing she thinks usually is oh like that's cool like because you're gonna eat me out right and (laughs) That's when I gotta have to like put the brakes and be like, whoop. I mean, we can do that, but what really I like is like not even that. I just want to be sat on, like used like as a couch. And then they're kind of like, huh. 
So then I kind of explained to them, yeah, I just, I just like to be ignored inside of my couch. I don't know why. I just kind of want to, you know, just be used as a couch. I, I like the pressure. I guess it has to do with the pressure. The same thing with the trampoline, and they're kind of related. But the, I'm a big butt guy, so just having your butt squish me is like better, and I enjoy it. So after about like thirty minutes, probably about thirty minutes, thirty-five minutes talking to them about it. They're pretty cool and they're really understanding. And I'm not going to lie. Usually after talking about it, they end up doing it to me. So usually I know like when I have a discussion, it's probably going to lead. Hopefully, fingers crossed. I don't want to drink myself. But it has led to actually getting sat on. Which let me point out that it's funny because in my head, I think trampling is easier to explain. And they don't think it's that weird. But when I say about the sitting, they actually find that one more comfortable. Like, they can see themselves doing that one, right? So they don't, they think standing on you, like, at first they were like, yeah, it's cool. And they still think it's it's interesting, but they always feel bad. They always have this, I don't want to hurt you, you know, your stomach and all those organs and everything in there and your throat and your head. Like, they feel heavy. They don't want to do it. So I always, like, it's always really weird. But when they do start telling me that, I kind of swing in, well, like, oh, you can just sit on me instead. It's like half your weight. You know, you're not using your, like, feet. It's like a soft cushioning butt. You know, like, we could just try it that way. And usually they're way more for it. Or if I don't recommend it, they'll recommend I'd rather do the sitting thing first. So I usually have harder time getting girls to want to trample me than I do want to sit on me, which is kind of a good um, problem to have because I do prefer being used as a human couch or human chair. So human cushion. So I... It's funny how that way turns out because I started off with the trample thing and I ended up with the the face-sitting human chair kind of thing. So, yeah, it, it, make sure that they're, they're cool with you and that, you know, for the most part, they don't react poorly at all. Now, these are ex-girlfriends or potential girlfriends that I'm talking to. I've had... And I've done this. I've paid to get used as a human chair before. I have. I've put on a post on Craigslist. And I just said, F it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to see if I even get a response. Because I wasn't even sure if I was really going to go through with it. And I ended up getting some response. I ended up doing it. I'd done it like probably four times with like four different chicks. And let me see. And uh, I just went in a blank brain fart. And yeah, and four times with four different chicks, and I've had repeated chicks. Like, I had one girl, I've done it, like, probably, like, five times. I had another one do it twice. So, I had them come. Now, the thing is, with pain, I don't know the right price for a session. And they're regular people. Like, they're not, like, the the people I got were, like, honestly, just regular chicks. They weren't, like, no strippers or dominatrix or anything. I think one time a dominatrix hit me up, but I never, we never, like, followed through with that. But they're just regular people, and I just char- I just said a hundred bucks to use me as a couch, no sex, no nudity, just sit down, and the deal was I'll pay you a hundred dollars if you just sit on my head while you watch uh, a movie on Netflix, and the movie had to be a minimum of like two hours, I think fifteen minutes. So, and it worked, and and yeah, meeting up was really weird, but they, they came to the apartment, I set up, we picked the movie, and I explained to them kind of what I wanted to get done. And 
it was exciting. They they sit on you and it's exciting. They they play on their phone. They do whatever they want until the movie's over. They eat whatever, and it's it's a really weird feeling because it's cool because it's a job. So they do it and they don't really they, they're not really there to judge. I have had girls that kind of want to talk about it and be like they're just curious what it is about it, and I and I explain it to them. But you know most of them are really cool about it. It's easy money. They think hundred dollars just to sit. That's how I pitch it. hundred dollars just to sit. And, yeah, they, it's exciting, too, because it's a complete stranger. It's someone I didn't have to build a relationship with. So it's, there is something that's kind of neat about it. And it, it is kind of hot to me in that sense when I think about it like that. Like, um, you know, they don't think twice about it. Uh, they have fun doing it. They're like, that's not bad. They always want to do it again. Obviously, it's probably for 100 bucks. I don't know if that's a lot or, or little. But, yeah, I got a whole time to sit. And usually... I don't last the whole time, you know, so they're sitting on my head. So sometimes when they get up and I need a break, I'll just sit on my chest until, like, I'm ready for them to go back on my head. But the movie keeps playing and it doesn't stop or anything like that. But that's what I've done with Craigslist. And I've had that, which is really cool because you, you, you can't get success with it. Obviously, you have to just be careful because it could be, like, dangerous or sketchy and stuff. But, yeah, I've always had cash in hand and I always gave it some at the end of it. And we were cool with it and... You know, it, it was it was a nice way to kind of fulfill my fantasy at the time when I was definitely not like in a relationship or anything. Now, I'm trying to think. Um, oh yeah, so some experience that I have got girls to do like fetishes wise is sitting on my face. I've had girls fart in my face. I had one of my ex girlfriends actually. There's another fetish that I kind of have where I like like eating food out of a girl's ass, right? So, like, chocolate or strawberries or something. And I had these, like, M&Ms. I think it was... No, it wasn't M&M. What candy was it? It was some chocolate. And I put it in her in her butt, like, and I just let it sit there so it was getting melted, right? And um, I kind of was, like... I think she was, like, doing a class assignment or something. It was in college, and she was, like, typing on the computer. And I just stuck the chocolate in her butt. And I'm, I'm waiting for it, you know, and I would eat it up and stuff. But I left one there hoping she would kind of forget about it. And a little while has passed. And I guess you just forget. It kind of melts and she just didn't know. And at that time, I had a really good relationship with her. At the time, she would always tell me when she had a fart. And when she had a fart, I liked to suck the fart out of her mouth. Like, I really enjoyed it, right? Because, like I said, my fetish has, like, grown from getting farted on because of, like, being an object. But to now, like, kind of finding it attractive to suck a a fart out of a girl's ass. So, yeah, that's another weird thing that my fetishes keep growing like that. I don't know if I should be concerned but it it does. So the chocolate's in her butt. It's in there for like a good while. I think she totally forgets about it. She tells me, yo, after fart, perfect. So I go up position to like put my face in her butt and I kind of spread up her cheeks a little bit and the chocolate's still there. And when she farts, you're never going to guess like the chocolate because it's melted. It made a bubble. And I saw the bubble, a chocolate bubble filled with fart, fill up and pop. And right when it popped, I just shoved my mouth in there. I ate up the chocolate. I tasted the fart. And it was probably one of the most amazing experiences in my life. And why did I get to experience that? Because I had the courage to tell her what I enjoyed. And this is what I'm trying to tell you. You have to speak with your partner and communicate exactly what you like. Now, obviously, I didn't tell her that straight from the get-go. I didn't go, I like sucking farts and I want you to fart on me. I started off easy with the trample, 
and the, you know, human chair, human furniture. And then slowly, I would let her know, I have, this is kind of mixed with this kink, and I would explain it to her, just how I kind of try to explain it to you, but with more patience. And I explain it to her, and I tell her. And so eventually, they'll do things like that for you. Um, I've also let her know that, like, you know, at the same time, it's it's easy for me to do because when you really like someone, you admire them. And I noticed that I really just do like the woman's body and just their presence in general. Like, they're beautiful. Like, every part of them is beautiful. And when you like someone, you really care for them. There's nothing that's, like, disgusting to me. There's nothing that turns me off. Like, they can sweat. They can fart. They can... Anything. And, and nothing... They could have... St- hair stubbles growing like they didn't shave like there's nothing that is not attractive to me especially when you really like them so I let her know that and that's something that you know I guess she just felt more comfortable with so when I did ask her to be her human toilet paper she agreed I only had this one time done um and it, and I'm gonna be honest I only did it one time because sometimes the idea of something is better than actually doing that something so, for example, with the human toilet paper, I like the idea of she just finished taking a piss and I just lick her clean. She doesn't need the toilet paper. My tongue is the toilet paper. I'm going to suck it all up. That idea is sexy to me. Uh, I want to do it. When I have to do it, when I have the opportunity to do it, and I'm actually t- tasting the piss in my mouth, it's not as great as you would think it was. So, let's say my expectations, not expectations, the idea of having it done is a 10 Actually doing it is like a seven because I still enjoy it because in my head I'm like, you know, wow, I'm doing this. But it it's, doesn't taste like lemonade, that's for sure. And then at the end of it, like when I go home and think about it or memories, it's like a 10 again. So before I do it, it's a 10. While I'm doing it, it's like a seven. And after for memories and, and for experience, it's a 10. And that's how I look at it. So... Yes, sometimes the idea of something is better than actually doing it. And I don't know if that's a fetish in its own. Just knowing that they're making me do something that I don't really like that much or or as much as they think I liked. Even though I might explain it like I really enjoy it. So it's kind of confusing, but that's how I kind of view certain things. Like with my whole toilet fetish. Like me, the idea of being like pissed on and pooped on I know that sounds crazy and I never thought in a million years I would be attracted to that but I, I'm gonna I'll admit I've jerked off to that before you know I have came to that before like not a lot and sometimes I try to and I'm like ah, and I'm not feeling it so it's something that's not super developed like my other fetishes are but like I said sometimes the every time you guys are on my podcast my tinder's popping off I have to put that on silent so there we go again Stephanie shh. anyways so yeah like I said, I have a lot of fetishes. Not all of them are super strong like other ones. Um, I've done different things like girls. I've had girls. I've I've got them to um, blow in a like blow their nose, and then shove it in my mouth, like kind of being their garbage can. So this is kind of you know, and and I would and yeah, I would have them do stuff like that. I would have them chew up the food, feed it to me, you know, like the, put the McDonald's fries in their mouth, they chew it up, and then. I open wide and they just spit it in my mouth, kind of like a bird doing to her baby birds. And I know it's weird and I have them spit in my mouth and, and spit on my food, even sit on my food. I've had that before and I convince them 
to do it because they, like I said, they already know about my other fetishes. So I do not tell them all about my, all my fetishes all at once. I slowly kind of bring in more and more things. And they don't get offended that I haven't told them. I just let them know that my fetishes keep developing, developing. And maybe they might make a joke about it like, oh, okay, like, you know, let, don't let it get too far. But eventually, the longer that I'm talking to them, the longer they get okay with it. And the next thing I say isn't as far-fetched as the previous one. So, that's how I go about telling girls about my fetishes, really. Um, you know, whether it be an ex-girlfriend, a potential girlfriend, or someone I hired. So, yeah, that's fairly it. If I miss something... I'll make sure to put it in another podcast. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment, and uh, talk to me. Email me at thecozyc at gmail.com. Thecozyc at gmail.com. And let me know what you like, what you don't like. If you want to be a guest, I'm looking for a co-host. This is very difficult trying to talk by yourself and trying to figure out topics. So if there's somebody that's listening and would like to co-host with me, Let's do it. I'm very passionate about this. I'm not stopping whether I have a co-host or not. I'm going to keep going forward. So jump on the wave now while we're small. And let's make something amazing. I want you guys all to embrace your fetish. Every day I come closer to embracing my fetish. And I feel really well. And I feel really happy about it. You deserve to have your fantasies done. Like you deserve to have all your fantasies that you want done to you. And you will have them done if you just believe and be confident and just do things correctly. And that's a promise. I promise you that. So, yes, um, contact me. Like, subscribe, comment. Please, you can find me on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor. I know I'm new at this. I'm going to get better, and I promise, and that's a guaranteed. I'm also eventually going to try to put um, clips up, some videos on clips for sale. I just need to find some models if anyone's interested or if anyone's interested in selling me their exclusive videos so I can resell it. That's also a great idea. That's something I'm thinking about more because I might not have time to do all the editing and stuff and I have to learn all of that. So if you guys can, I will buy videos off you guys so I can resell them. But they have to be exclusive videos that were only made for me. So they're not found anywhere else. And yeah, find me on Instagram, the cozy seat. Not at Gmail, that's my email. Uh, follow me on Instagram, the Cozy Seat. You can also find me on Twitter, the Cozy Seat. And yes, that is wrapping it up. I do not have an exit intro. I always say this, but uh, I am out of here. Thank you for listening. So long and embrace your fetish. Peace. <laughs>